Yo, what up, pod racers? Are you like me where you sunburn easily? Have narrow shoulders you want to hide from the world? Weirdly small nips? Great news, we have a solution. Original tabletop shirt designs. Reading Rainbow, Dungeon Club, a dungeon in a dragon. Find these and more over at patreon.com slash goblins growlers shirt club at the $25 tier. These are all exclusive limited run designs. We'll never bring them back again. So be sure you get yours by signing up at patreon.com slash goblins growlers. Yippee! King Boris has had uh, some sort of scrying spell or a palantir like trained on us the entire time. <laughs> and he's not, not a king. He's an emperor. That's and bad. now that you're in my empire, we shall dice to see if any of those things you said will be true. Yes, you better entertain me because it would be very bad for your health were you to And it's Crown us. Prince Cronus, by the way. <laughs> This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy listeners, welcome to the Daily Crier Listening Show, where all the news and variant and beyond can make its way right to you. Listeners... When we dream, where do we go? I've heard a great many ideas, some vague postulations, and some firm stands. But I guess my curiosity has never been quite satisfied on the subject. One thing I do know is at some point, no matter how nice or scary, escaping or self-gratifying, calm more wondrous, we all need to wake up eventually. Well, waking up from their shared dream, the party recalls their temporal adventure to Alid to their masked friend. Needless to say, she was taken aback by the ramifications of this time-altering time they had. But nothing stirs an appetite quite like meeting your friend's dead mother. And so the group followed their tummies on a personal side quest where delicious vegetable stew is the reward for the whole town. And with no need for thanks, and after some healing goodbyes, they soon are on their way. You know, I think they're more heroes than even they know. That's today's update. Y'all remember to follow your dreams. Take care of yourselves. The rain has continued falling as you've traveled away from Haunted and towards uh, what Alita assures you is Cinderdale, based off of her analysis of the map. As you guys are traveling, the light sort of playing of Melody's lute is breaking up a lot of the tedium. She seems to be workshopping songs about you guys as you guys are, you know, making this journey. There are a couple of points where she stops and, like, looks over at one of you to ask a clarifying question. Boat, who is, I believe, driving Snuffle's tea pony in the cart at this point, uh, Melody is sort of, like, popped up against, like, next to him on the bench, and is like, so, about your wrestling career, Mm -hmm. what particular, like, Bouts or incidents do you want me to write about? Hmm. There's, uh, you could talk a lot about how I got started. But I don't know how you've gotten started. Will you let me, I'm thinking out loud. Just get your notebook out and just pay attention. And, uh, so, you know, back, you know, toward the beginning, I had, uh, joined up, uh, with uh, a circus, a traveling show that was doing wrestling, and I got uh, in there with my, with my buddy, and uh, then you know things happened, and I got discovered and moved on. And Boat continues his stem winder, talking about all kinds of different stuff over the like you know two decades that he was actively wrestling, throwing out names like Churchless Chuck Allen, um, and various the other constrictor. Folks. Yeah, the constrictor. That cat guy. 
that Chapman played. Catspian. That's Excuse right. you. Excuse right. you. It's Catspian. Yeah, wrestling's a really weird culture. You really have to experience it. You know, maybe I could get you to write like a new theme song for me, like a new entrance music. Well, last time I played for Solonar, he made me assure him that I'm a bard in training rather than one actively getting paid at this time. That's a really rude thing to say to somebody who's putting it on the line, going to the effort of creating something and being brave enough to put it out there. Thank Solonar, you! Solonar really needs to watch his dang mouth. That's what I said! Bite me. Chomp, chomp, buddy. This is why everybody has this opinion that the rogue character is always, like, the rude, un pleasant one getting kind of meta there don't you think melody what do you mean like the roguish character in every in every hero story Mm -hmm. there's the knight which obviously mr johannes is doing there's the wizard which i assume is going to be mr yorich there's the rogue character and then there's the awesome guy the hero yes some guy. Yes, I'm actually struggling to think of what archetype I would put you in, but yes, let's I go draw that. from I draw from several different archetypes, and they all come together to form this perfect whole. Right. The, the veteran mentor. Oh, that's actually a really good one. Hey. <laughs> veteran mentor is a fantastic way to describe Boat. Whatever. <laughs> my best years are still ahead of me. Just you wait. So... How would you all describe one another? I need to sort of know how I can talk about, like, your... How do I describe it? Unbreaking bond. I mean, Solonar and I are running buddies. We did the whole uh, wrestling thing together. He he was my hype man. He was my tag team partner on occasion. Fair warning, I make a terrible hype man. You, you know, you, you've gotten a lot more experience than, since then. I'm sure you'd be able to pull it off a little bit better now. I could be your hype man. You could be my hype person. Well, yes, but I don't believe it's particularly gendered. But yes, I could be the hyper. You do seem hyper. Yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah, let's let's come up with a plan here. I think uh, Solidar could maybe move into a bit more of an operations role on Gravy Boat LLC, and you could be more of the, the marketing role. Do we want to try and set up one of your little shows at the next town? All right, here's the first lesson. Here's the first here's the first business lesson here. Don't talk about your boss's endeavor as one of those little shows. Is that, is that not what they are? They're not they're not performances. They're grand performances showcasing the one true sport, the art of athletics. It's it's a mix of uh it's a mix of uh you know aerobics, uh theater, uh muscles, all kinds of things. Jazzercise, uh, are wrestling grease. Yes, yes, they are. She looks over at Solinar. Help. Yep. I'll tell you, we're going to get there. We're going to have to warn everybody before the show starts that they need to watch out for diabetes because we're going to be serving up so much beefcake. What but you no, need to I... understand about the one true sport is that it's not just about what happens inside the ring. It's almost exactly as much about the spectacle of entering the ring. The challenging of the two opponents the uh, part of working the crowd up is really making them convinced that the two people who are about to wrestle hate each other's guts and would absolutely do anything to bring the other one low that's both vaguely upsetting and also incredibly theatrical Mm -hmm. i'm about it i'm in so who, who are you going to fight do I don't we, know. Do we kidnap so, someone? Sometimes we'll set up in the middle of town and then I'll just call out for, uh, you know, a brave challenger and then I'll I'll put him in their place. What about one of your compatriots? Why don't you wrestle Alito, Johannes, or... Oh, Kosa! Huh? I really huh? doubt Alito would be down with that. I like that this person is trying to kill Koza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Koza, what's uh, the what's the biggest thing you could wild shape into? Oh, oh, no, I I've never thought about what the the largest creature I, I could change my form to would be. Um, a tree. <laughs> it's just like the Whomping Willow in Harry Potter. It's a willow tree, but it just like decks boat a bunch of times in the face. Its bark is worse than its bite. <laughs> But no, I mean, truthfully, all of you seem like quite the showman, so obviously there must be one hidden in Koza. 
You see Koza just kind of thinking. What's your max CR right now? Um, but it's only a half. Oh. <laughs> so I think while she continues talking, you see Koza starts to turn into a black bear. Oh, that's wonderful. All right, this is what I'm talking about. We could have a really great bear wrestling match. That kind of thing's more popular up in the Boris Empire, but I think we could really make a go of it <laughs> in Tinkerhaven. That would be really fascinating, and we could test it out in Cinderdale. This sounds really good. If we're all going to do it, then uh, do do we need, like, aliases? Does... I mean, only if you want to. Are Johannes and Solonar going to fight? They should. I'm not wrestling Johannes again. Again? It is near impossible to land anything on that guy. It's He's so, like, quick. You wouldn't expect him to be so quick, but he's so quick. All of my moves require a fair amount of, like, body mass to impact with. And what tends to happen when I wrestle Johannes is that I go to do some sort of really cool flip thing, and he catches me and then throws me. That sounds very entertaining. Entertaining, yes. Painful also, yes. She kind of turns over to Alita. And what do you do when they're doing this? Alita just looks, stares into the middle distance from her, from being on the heart and just kind of looks and goes, I pretend it's not happening. That's what I do. Oh, so no chassing up the crowd? Or, no, no, the opposite of that. I go somewhere else. Right. Koza, you were saying... Where are we right now? I forgot. Are we outside or in the inn? You, you guys are outside. You're traveling down a road. It looks like you've gotten through. You're going through a bit of a wood right now. And you're a bear. Bear! Coco gives a... <laughs> you're doing splendidly. The bear growls with a Boris accent. <laughs> the Boris Empire is not Russia. Yes, I am Boris Bear. It is not Russia! Out of the wild forests of the Boris. You guys are going to get to the Boris Empire later in this campaign, and everyone's going to be heartbroken that that is not the accent of the Boris Empire. That's not our fault. For the Earth sign, we call it Boris Empire. (laughs) That's terrible. You should feel bad. (laughs) Never. If we were if we were adventurers from Boris, we would be like the Aurora Boris allies. Wow, that's actually such a good name. That is <laughs> a really good name. <laughs> I'm not sure how I would rhyme that. Abba. So, are you guys going to stay for a bit in Tinkerhaven once you drop me off? I hope not. Man, I was hoping we could buy some gadgets or something. We could go to like the gadget district or something, Tinker Habara, and buy a bunch of cool Tinker widgets and Habara. stuff. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. That hurt me a little bit. Nope. Ideally, we'll drop you off, and then we'll be on our way out of Tinkerhaven basically immediately. But I'm certain that my parents would want to throw you at least, like, a dinner or a party or something. Oh. I'm always down for that kind of thing. I would the love to get to know some of the really locals. Cool. I'd love to get to know some of the locals. And, you know, we could hang out a little bit and talk about sort of hype man stuff. Yeah, will, that sounds great. I will have to figure out if your parents know my mother, since I vowed to my father I would stop in and see her. That's probably fair. I mean, my parents are pretty bigwigs, so it would make sense. They well, know everybody, I think. Apparently so is she, which I always thought she was just like an ambassador or something. And had to travel a lot, and I find out that she's just been living in Tinkerhaven this whole time. Well, ambassadors tend to be bigwigs, don't they? Yes, but they also tend to be bigwigs in other countries. She kind of shrugs. I, I'm not going to lie, I don't pay an immense amount of attention when they talk about politics. It's hard to write songs about. Really? Uh, said, said no folk singer ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, quick question. What do I need to roll to see if I smell some honey nearby? Oh, bear senses. Perception. Yeah. Do bears do bears get elevated uh, smell? I believe yeah. they do. Uh, I think most animals do. 
poopable snout. Keen smell, it does indeed on the monster block right here. What is the what does that mean? Uh, advantage, advantage on smelling things. Yeah, Koza's wearing a red T-shirt and nothing else now. <laughs> All right, so that gives no, he's a black me bear. a um, nineteen. Oh god, yeah, absolutely. So you not only smell uh, a hive of honey not terribly far from off the road where you are, you also smell the beef jerky in Boat's pocket, the peanut brittle in Melody's bag, the several no. bundles of herbs in um, in Alita's bag. What? That peanut brittle was paid. You think not that she has just one direction. square of peanut brittle? This mm. smells stolen. I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. <laughs> Dayquin is like sitting there cracking his tiny squirrel knuckles. Yeah, I'm just saying. He's slipping on his brass, his squirrel brass knuckles. <laughs> his little squirrel brass knuckles. That's really cute. He uses them to crack nuts. The hive is not terribly far from where you are, hanging from the branch of a gnarled oak tree. Um, yeah, Kosa starts to kind of like one veer off towards that, that oak tree. Where's he going? Is is he still leading Stronky? So he just like veers yes. off holding Stronky's lead? Yes. Um, I think Stronky. as a bear, I'm walking on all four, so I'm probably not leading Stronky. Stronky's like, I have no lead. Where do I go? No, Stronky continues forward. I can tell you right now, Stronky continues forward. Because that's that's the equivalent of exercise? He, no, he has he doesn't need a lead. Stronky is uh, his self-motivated donkey. He has a driving will. I'm all about a self-made donkey. Mm-hmm. Cozy, you come upon the beehive. You can tell there are bees within, though they are currently docile due to the rain. Yeah, Cozy's gonna gonna go for the, the those uh that honey. Break into that hive. You're, you're just gonna Yeah. Go for it. I mean, that's why bees I got is a trap. That's why bees that's, is a trap. That's, that's why I got that thick that thick fur. Keep away yeah. those bee stings. Bee, leave it. We're playing honey heist now, everybody. Apparently. <laughs> All you, right. You've been asking. We've listened. All right. So as you begin uh, snuffling oh. around in the hive, a swarm of bees is going to come out of the hive very angry and roll for initiative a hundred bees from boys uh, okay. gonna sting me something i got a 22 wow yeah you're up this is for sure gonna be one of the weirder combat encounters we're gonna have in this podcast i think all right uh mm -hmm. you're up koza all right i am going to swipe with my paw what do i get with a um what's a bees under armor class a, a nine <laughs> Uh, you miss. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> the swarm of the bees is going to go after you with their itle biddle bee stingers. This is a weird episode. Yeah, does a bear have resistance? Are we really going to do a full combat of a bear versus bees? <laughs> I feel like this has been bear versus bees has been played out millions of times and bear wins. I think 16. Right? we have enough empirical evidence here. A 16 hits me. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh my god, what? Yeah. I did not know they did that kind of damage. Alex is oh, about no. to do 150 <laughs> damage up in this bee. So, what? what is this? 10 damage. 10 damage? They do 44. Good god, okay. Actually, it's, it's 4B4. Is it my mm -hmm. turn? It's piercing, it's piercing if you have resistance. Uh, I don't see any resistance. <laughs> this is resistance weird. is futile. Alright, um, is it my my move yeah it's your turn it, it's just the two of you it's you versus bees oh, yeah i just net net 20 on those bees all right double double max um 10 damage 10 slashing damage that's your double max it's 2d4 plus two so so i did do it so double max so it should be 20 damage oh oh right? god yeah never yeah. mind mm -hmm. yeah because 16 yeah yeah 20 yeah holy right. crap so with one, with one Stop eating my kayak, bear! I'm going to mace you! So, Koza takes his bear paw and just squashes the swarm going after him uh, and is able to take the hive in totality. <laughs> we have taken the hive! <laughs> they will never be able to siege it. 
Kosa? <laughs> uh, yeah, Kosa's gonna dig into that honey as a bear. <laughs> All right, the party is. Uh, is the party going to continue on, or are they just going to wait for Kosa? I think Kosa's what do you got mean, his own party going on. Do we on? know he's gone? I don't. He, you don't yeah. notice a bear lumbering I'm, off. I'm he's pretty doing sure. bear things. What if he I, needs to use the restroom? We, we might have noticed it, but barely. <laughs> you're just gonna have. Uh, to, we're not gonna. We're um, not gonna pause. Um, Alex, you're just gonna have to bear with this bit. Take it, as an, take it as an earth sign that this is the way things are supposed to go. Look, yeah. you, you, you've, you've, uh, you've been playing all with us long enough that by now you should be a, a, a grizzled veteran. Yeah, no, that's the best. Yeah, that's pinnacle. <laughs> that was really good. I was going to make a pelt you with stuff joke, but that, yeah. was, that was way better. Yeah. Anyway, after Koza snacks on this beehive and returns to you, honey covering his snoot, Solinar, Johannes, Boat, you're going to notice he was gone. Yeah, people, you have to use the restroom, Alex. Like He was gone for like 15, 20 minutes. I'm not judging, okay? We've all been eating weird soup. <laughs> Koza, I'm just imagining Koza like Sugar Bear from the cereal. Like, <laughs> Can't get enough of that golden crisp. <laughs> hey, Granny. Well, I'm going to break your kneecaps if you don't give me that sugar crisp, sugar crisp. <laughs> Granny, you don't understand. I'll kill you. I'll burn this house to the ground. <laughs> Sugar bad, no! Uh, anyway, I, I can tell Alex is doing a bit, but I, I don't it, it know It doesn't matter. I, I did it the, for myself. The, the bit turned that, into a, her doing an impression of Kristen Wiig doing an impression of, like, Audrey Hepburn or Judy Garland. <laughs> I can't decide which one. <laughs> it's the bear. Oh, it's a bear, see? Whenever Alex does Sugar bits, bear. they get very murderous really quickly. <laughs> Scarecrow, it's Sugar Bear. <laughs> and he's got a gun. Oh, Scarecrow. He's, he's mowing down the peasants. We gave him all the sugar we have. We have no more, Sugar Bear. Oh, that's too bad. You're going to have to kneel in front of me now. Beg for your life. Beg for it. No, Sugar Bear, please don't make me. <laughs> I'm going to kill you for Sugar Crisp. <laughs> That's, that's not too far off the original bit, actually. I can tell because Alex is crying. She's dying. Like, and the more murderous we get, the further gone she goes. Yeah. Digging into her soul. Sugar Bear, please, not the women and children. We put them in the cellar to keep them away from you. Where did he get that drill? I'm going to get no. it. I need that sugar. Sugar Bear, we gave you everything. <laughs> He just <laughs> takes a giant bite out of the support column. He's like, I'm going to bury you all with me. <laughs> all right. Alex peaked her mic a second ago. That's the signal that we should let it move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, the whole city's reduced to just a pile of rubble. And then you see some small rocks falling off the top and one big one moves. And he's like, going to get me my sugar crisp. He's dragging his bloody, he's, like, he's, he's like a kaiju. Dragging. Yeah, <laughs> he's dragging his corpse along. He's like, gonna get, I'm gonna get my sugar crisp. History shows again and again. Sugar Bear points out the follies of man. <laughs> sugar Bear. He's a lich. Oh my God. <laughs> so after a few hours of traveling along and making idle conversation with one another, you are going to reach the you're going to reach the barrier of Cinderdale. Barrier. A town much like Honnet, Cinderdale is noticeably larger and more bustling. Paving stones are laid throughout the town for carts and travelers alike. The rain comes down harder once you pass the threshold of the town. You noticed, uh, as you entered, that several people stopped to regard you curiously. They go on with their day eventually, but they, they I look mean, is at it, you oddly. Is it like the trope of strangers coming into a town and the the mud farmers and stuff are just sort of looking up suspiciously as we pass by? A little bit less like that, but you're not sure why. You're more than welcome to roll insight, but... Yeah, I'll roll insight. I haven't rolled anything. Eleven. You're able to tell that they seem to be looking at all of y'all's clothes. Not just yours, but like 
Solinars, Alitas, Johannes's, Kozas. The only they one they don't seem to be looking weirdly at is Melody. How are they dressed? They're dressed in traditional Talarian fashion, which is going to be very noticeably different from Alarian. Does it have lots of like gear patterns and stuff on it? Uh, no, it's not quite that bad. It Looks is like a lot circuit of, boards. It is a lot of waistcoats and corsets and very smart spats, walking sticks, top that hats. kind of thing. You can get top hats in Tiller, yes. All right. It's a whole town of tuxedo masks. It No, not <laughs> quite, but okay. I roll. I would like to roll a dexterity saving throw to avoid all the flying roses. If there were flying roses, I'd have you do that. Uh-huh. It's a town full of cowards is it, all it's I'm a hearing. Little, it's a little more Victorian England than tuxedo mask. Uh-huh. So we feel underdressed. You, I don't know how you feel, but you do notice that they seem to be looking primarily at y'all's outfits. I draw my cloak a little tighter out of uh, modesty and embarrassment. What's wrong, Boat? These folks seem to... I get the impression they think we're dressed uh, a little too low class for the area. Melody kind of looks up and around. No, uh, Talarians tend to look at Alarians as kind of yokel-y. Uh-huh. I think they I think they just think you're dressed oddly. I guess I never really noticed it before because I was always getting ready to perform and everything. But I don't know. This feels a little odd. Maybe it's time for a bit of a wardrobe revamp. Get some of those uh top hats and goggles and things. As you say that, and as you are, you know, traveling along the paving stones, you are going to see a small line of shops. One of uh, one of which is very clearly a tailoring and clothing shop called the Snipped Ribbon. All right, right, folks, you know the deal. New region, new outfits. It's shopping time. We've unlocked new costumes. Shopping montage. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do that thing. It's going to be like Johannes and Melody sitting in on like a love seat. And every time one of the characters comes out, they both shake their heads in unison until they come out in a different outfit. And they both nod in unison with their head with their thumbs up like a rom-com. Everybody, while this is going on, uh, find your... uh, Spotify or your music device, whatever, and just play Sharp Dress Man in the background for the next two, two and a half minutes. <laughs> well, that that's what's going to happen. You will have to walk into the shop first. Oh, mm-hmm. we don't just play a song and then we have different clothes? No, uh, you are not magical girls going through a transformation well, sequence. I'm not wow, worried. It took me 115 episodes to figure that out. I'm not worried because my wallet's fat. Let's go in. All right. You all stop the carts and, you know, lease, you know, leash up your animals and walk in. The the bell uh, on the door makes a happy little tingling sound. And you see a figure at the counter. Oh, no, it's Moonsy. This is a discount clothes <laughs> store. It's they're partially uh, covered by a mannequin that they seem to be working on dre- like a dress for. You hear the snipping of scissors. Come on in. Who does this, what does this ghost look like? <laughs> um, as you walk in, you notice the mannequin actually seems to be the seamstress. Oh, a God, figure... I'm get, I want to get out of here. <laughs> Twilight Zone. The figure is going to resemble what listeners would understand as a ball jointed doll. Mm-hmm. I'm desperately, going... desperately looking around for William Ragsdale. People older than me will get that joke. She's going to turn and look at you and uh, finish hemming up the dress she's wearing. Yes, may I help you? Hello, mannequin woman. Melody looks at at Boat. You've never met a Warforged? Um, not knowingly. Oh, they're very common in, in Talaire, especially Tinkerhaven. They're, they're sentient automatons. Hmm, are these like the automatons that were taking people's jobs in that other town? The... Uh, think less mechanical, more biological. They're people, they're not machines. Are you the proprietor of this tailoring establishment? I am. Did you need something that I could help provide? Hail, Fabric Smith. I am looking for a, a fresh and spiffy suit of clothes to help me blend in a little bit more in your fine country. She's going to walk around the counter and regard you. 
She's going to walk around you in one good circle. I believe I could get you a nice waistcoat, a good jacket, good shirt, a pair of trousers. Your boots are probably fine. Is there anything else that you'd need other than those things? What about, and just bear with me here for a second, what about one of those top hats that I can collapse and then pop out when uh, I want to make a point about something? Yes, I should be able to get you one of those. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. They're called punctuation hats. Oh, that's delightful. That's delightful. <laughs> no, Boat's like, really? In Tarobang? <laughs> I'll take a I'll take a, a dangling modifier, please. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I she think this will work. She begins taking your measurements and sketching something down in a notebook. What about your other friends? Um, let's see. Looking around, huh? I, I'll, I'll take. Uh, let's. Um, I'll do one of these um, uh, tight laced chest doodles. All right. Uh, and then I want uh, this pair of pants that only has one pants leg, and the other one's really uh, just like kind of cut off right here at the quad. Looks. That, that's stylish. just an unfinished pair of pants. I'm I'll more than happy it. to sell it to you, but it is an unfinished pair of pants. Sounds like it's on sale. It's my lucky day, and it is I half will. Off. I will take. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'll take these, uh, uh, some really, uh, uh, these, uh, like some shoulder, shoulder, but, uh, elbow bracers. Some, are like, you, just are you trying to take over Boat's role as being the most ridiculously dressed character? No, it's based on the things here. And, uh, shoulder cape. All right, I can get that done for you, sir. Ooh, I like these goggles. I can add those in for you. Oh, sweet. Um, ooh, you... ooh, 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 this jewelry piece that makes my nose look like a bird's. I can get that for you, sir, but those are starting to fall out of fashion. Well, I'll, I'll make them fall back into fashion. Absolutely, sir. More than happy Huzzah! to do that. She turns to Koza. And for you, sir. Uh, oh, what, what should I, should I wear? Um, Koza it... looks at his, like, what he's wearing right now. Is, do... Do do I have to? Is Cousin not a bear anymore? Oh, no, that only lasts. I mean, I certainly hope not. It's been hours. <laughs> yeah. Melody kind of leans in. It's really just to help you blend in a little better. Uh, okay. Um, uh, okay, okay. So what if... Do you all have any suggestions? Okay. Let's see. She kind of walks around you in a circle. I see. I have some ideas. If you want, I'll go ahead and make them for you. A simple shirt would be very workable, given your current outfit. A pair of trousers, a pair of boots, maybe a... Hmm. Maybe a scarf just there, or a kerchief. And a small hat should work very well and keep you in style, if you'd like. Uh, okay. That, that, that sounds nice. And she turns over to Alita... I believe I have something that would work for you as well, miss. Alita kind of like drops her hand from the dress that she was touching. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Can it have lots of frilly things on it? Uh, of of course, miss. I'm happy to add lace. Okay, because like th this, this level of frill. Yes, ma'am, I can do that for you. It'll take me about a day or so to create all this. Is that all right? I She's mean, turning that, to the group at large. Yeah, that should be fine. Okay. We're here for a little while, so we're gonna we're gonna do a what do you what do you call them? Boat? Oh, it's been so long. Uh, it's almost like an educational an what exhibition. You, what are you talking about? No, it's it's completely one of your little shows. Do you want to draw a picture of it? Dear, if you don't have the words, Lord, no. No, I was talking about we we would set up the ring. Oh, we don't have a ring. We're ringless. Maybe we can buy one. I mean, we can see. I know those those ropes are pretty specific, but I bet, oh, that is the one thing that's nice about Tinkerhaven is they've got basically everything you could dream of somewhere in the town. She leans forward. Actually, not terribly far from here is an odds and ends shop. They might have what you're looking for. <laughs> A wrestling ring shop. <laughs> <laughs> well worth investigating. She, she misunderstands what you mean when you say you need a ring, and she just sends you to, like, a jeweler. <laughs> um, all right. 
real quick before I before I go picking things out, uh, I know fashion is cyclical. So, are uh, the fashion of thirty years ago is that back in or is that still out? Th- thirty years ago. Yeah. That would probably be out. Last. So, you're, like cuffs, brass buttons, uh, tight pants. Tight pants are never out. Black cloaks. That's all. That's all out now. Honestly, most of those are probably fine other than the cloak. We're more into uh, jackets and trench coats now. Oh, they've gone Matrix. Of course, okay, everything Okay, not would that change. kind of trench coat. <laughs> Honestly, waistcoat would have been better to say, but I, I messed up and that was on me. <laughs> they want, they, they're really into dusters and wide brim hats and uh, They look like I did guns. in middle school. Lots of guns. And circular glasses. Mm-hmm. And and wallet chains. Why are you calling out my middle school years? Can <laughs> and, we not? And gun blades. Oh, stop. <laughs> and material. Why are you coming for me like this? Solinar ends up selecting um a a pair of a pair of fine trousers that are not nearly as tight as what he'd been initially looking at. And then uh kind of like calf length cuffed boots and then uh for a he's got like a a fairly simple shirt but then he's got a double breasted vest over that like or rather I'm sorry a vest with two breast pockets and then over that he's got a uh, a coat that is it's like a pea coat and okay. then he grabs a uh not a bowler what is the a derby hat? To, You're talking about like the news, the newsies looking cap dealio. The one that the one that makes you kind of look like a 1930s mobster. It's kind of a round top, um, narrow brim. The brim goes up at the sides. Got it. And oh. then it's got a it's got a black band around the base of it. All right. You all give your descriptions to the Warforged. She begins diligently working. But she has directed you that there is a nearby bit like odds and ends shop called Cratethy's Bits and Bobs. Cratethy. Cratethy. Oh, no. I hope he doesn't hang out with Ridley and the gang. (laughs) This large green lizard folk shooting spines out of his stomach at us. I'm not about it. Mother brain is in Talaire. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't see why we wouldn't check out this shop. Like, we need we need ropes for wrestling. If if we get all the dragon relics in under an hour, it's revealed that Boat is actually a woman named Samus. <laughs> so you guys walk into Cratethes, which is a significantly larger shop than you would expect, given that it's called Cratethes Bits and Bobs. And this shop is not only enormous, but it is packed to the gills with stuff. There are displays hanging from the ceiling. There are displays piled on top of other displays. It's a little claustrophobic, but you can find so much that catches your eye. It's almost overwhelming. Uh, you see uh, across the shop a the top of like a baldish sort of gray head. Hey. Gray? Gray. Bordering on purple gray. If it's a gray sky outside. Oh, hello, hello. What can I do for you? Uh, Ah. You see uh, climbing up with a little bit of struggling a gray-faced gnome. Mm. Are you okay, Brandon? I don't like where this is going. I don't know where it's going, but I don't like where it's going. (laughs) It's Churtle's cousin. Oh, no. Churtle's cousin Chortle. We have, we have only we have only one gnome reference, I think, in the whole podcast, and he's a racist, horrible person. So, well, this one. I hope we don't become racist because the one gnome we met was racist. This is a deep gnome rather than a normal, like topside gnome. What? It means he's gone. He's he's further into the gnomedom. Deep gnomes, like they live in the underdark. Deep gnome sounds. Mm, you probably you probably never heard of him. <laughs> He's very, very underground. Uh-huh. Well, hello, friends. What can I do for you? Uh, 
Oh, hello. He's going to hop down from the counter and sort of shuffle over to you, shaking all of your hands in turn. Well, well, lovely, lovely to meet all of you. What can I get for you today? What are you looking for? Uh, do you have any dream pop? I'm sorry? You know, like, uh, the, oh, I, I, the, never mind. I'm confused this place with somewhere else, I think. Well, you won't find any shop right here like Cratethes. And you know how I know that? Because I'm Cratethes. <laughs> Is that how his commercials go? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's like those crazy Cratethy. My, <laughs> my name is Cratethy, and you can count on it. Are you are you trying to do the the? You're gonna like the way you no, look. No, there's I guarantee there is this like furniture warehouse dealio, and there's this dude who cannot raise his voice above a serial killer esque whisper, and he always goes, "My name is Mac." And you can count on it. And it's like, oh my god! When you buy a couch from us, we'll have purged all the blood from the cushions, and you can count on it. Well, I know, yeah. I know M is a thousand, and C is a hundred. I don't know what A is, so I don't, I don't know if you actually can count on it. Boo. So Cranithy is going to sort of bustle around, and he's going to move to Solonar and Boat, since apparently Johannes can't find what he's looking for here. What can I look for for you all? Are I, you guys just, like, really is... off-put by how loud and shrieky I'm just, like, every, like, every time I hear a voice like that, I'm just imagining, like, go blow me, governor! <laughs> like, if Dick, like if Dick Van Dyke were, like, four feet tall and just hopping around. <laughs> Solonar's, Solonar's the one wearing the bowler. He's not wearing Wait, it. Wait, is this yeah, guy wearing it's a? Still being made. No. <laughs> um. Okay. So uh, we're we're new to these parts. I don't. And so I guess if you don't mind, we don't. We haven't seen your commercials. Can you show us around your store a little of bit? Of course I can. Of course I can. Are you heading over to Tinker Haven. Lovely place. Yes. Wonderful. Most people passing through here are on their way to Tinker Haven. Well, honestly, most people in Tulare oh. are on their way to Tinker Haven. You know what I mean. Oh my gosh, we're most people. So he's going to take you from display to display to display. It seems that they're organized very haphazardly. Like there's a display of all green things, and then there's a display of things exclusively made of wood. Then there's a display of what appear to be just several musical instruments piled on top of each other. There is a display of just general store needs like rope and pencils and bags it's just everything is everywhere god doing uh, that voice so, like lowers my oxygenation level so much my head hurts so i don't i don't know if you're gonna have anything like this but we are looking for something kind of specific we're trying to find flexible strong rope that's good for bouncing i do think Something like that, just a tick, and he's gonna sort of run off and rummage amidst the enormous piles of stuff. You hear sort of a clattering and a clanking as he's searching. It'll be just a minute. Do all people in Talair shout at you? Uh, Is the, that normal? The closer we get to Tinkerhaven, the more that's gonna be a thing because a lot of these, a lot of these shopkeepers, they're gonna be outside yelling at people as they come oh. by to get them to come into the shop. Maybe. Maybe this since everybody... This is our chance, real, real quick, this is our chance to get Alex to do... They they yell at the top of their voices. Really high-pitched, as high as it can go. Uh, it's horrible. There's just uh, lots of nasally noises. They have wild uh, uh, speech patterns. Why do almost, you want our listeners to suffer? Almost exclusively whistle voice. Like, it's, it's all just, like really high-pitched and, like, shrill. Why do you want Gabe to suffer? <laughs> Sometimes the they just yell random, they just yell random food items. Just, it's part of the colloquialism. <laughs> the look on Bunch Gabe's face. <laughs> See? That's what I'm talking about. He's on the it. The look on Gabe's face is a little bit like we just served him a plate of lemons. <laughs> just like, here you are, Gabriel. Have a plate of lemons. <laughs> All right, uh, Brandon, you were going to say something? <laughs> I forget what I was going to say now. <laughs> is, this, is this voice really getting to you like this? It's just funny. It's, it's... Alita's going to kind of look around. That sounds exhausting and upsetting in, like, several ways. 
Why is it so loud in Talaire? Well, the thing you have to know about Tinkerhaven is that usually the streets, like during a busy hour, you know, precisely the time when vendors are doing their utmost to get as many customers as possible, you are wall-to-wall people, and they're all kind of, like, muscling past each other and through each other and things like that. And then the vendors are trying to be heard over everyone's individual conversations, innermost thoughts, the sounds of people moving from place to place, other vendors also yelling to be heard. I need Koza's reactions to this because this sounds like his nightmare. Wait, um, so I think I'm starting to, to agree that maybe we shouldn't go to Tinkerhaven. I mean, yeah, it's a super not ideal place. Yeah, this this sounds uh, really kind of uh, awful. Oh, it's not awful. Solnal's making it sound terrible. Tinkerhaven is this wonderful hub of stories and interesting people and delicious food from all over Virian. It's a really wonderful place. What? It is. I mean, for a given value, like, admittedly, admittedly. Been a long time since I was in any part of Tinkerhaven. But what I recall of Tinkerhaven is it's large, it's loud, and it's very, very, very easy to get wrapped up in stuff that you really shouldn't be getting wrapped up in. You know, like kidnapping. <laughs> but, uh, hey! That was a direct assault! Anyway, no, what you really need to try is there's this man named Waterby, and he has this cart near the town square, and he sells these fried dough on a stick things that are dipped in butter and rolled in candied nuts. They're Stella! You have to get them when you go to Talaire. Stella! <laughs> Solonar, you've had to have had them. Uh, I don't think so. They're shaped, like, they're shaped like little twirly unicorn horns? No, I always saw everybody else eating those, but I never knew where they got them from, and by the time I got to where they said they got them from, the person had already packed up and left, like, every time. You've never every gotten time. to eat one of Wattleby's? Uh, no, that is a thing. I will treat everyone when we get there, but we have to get them. I mean, not I, I, I guess. Like, we're, we're going there anyway. Well, I also... I don't know. I don't... I don't want you all to just, you know, drop me at the manor and speed off onto adventures. It is at this moment that the, uh, the, uh, store proprietor at the back goes, Pickled kidneys! <laughs> why is... Why are kidneys a food? <laughs> uh, we're in a different... Don't judge them. This is a whole different culture. Who do you think wrote the culture? Oh, don't be judging. Your own writing. <laughs> Okay, everybody. Oh, young master, would you like the pickle kidneys? <laughs> Too right. Uh, uh, Solomon's like, where, where did you get those kidneys? <laughs> Just quickly checks himself and he's like, no, I'm good. All right. So as uh, Melody makes that sort of like soft, gentle, vulnerable statement, you hear, right, right here. I have these for you. And you hear like a pat, 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 pat. As he comes in, and despite the fact that he is a gnome, and of much smaller stature than you'd expect, on one arm he's carrying four turnbuckle-sized spikes. And on the other hand, he's carrying an enormous length of rope that drags behind him. Well, this is awfully fortuitous, it seems. <laughs> the- uh, you know you can find anything you need in old crater these! These are... These these four pieces you've got here, they're, they're kind of sharp for the work we're looking to do on them. You stab them right into the ground! Oh, I was looking at them upside down. And then you impale your enemies on the other end! <laughs> <laughs> Not all gnomes are bloodthirsty in Virian, man. Just just that one. Uh, are the ropes enchanted by, by any chance? I not already you can get the hold on one second he's going to grab the rope and pull on it and it stretches really far like in his hands he puts them together and he's able to stretch the rope about a foot apart 
so stretchy as they come. So I'm just picturing. I know. I know you've you've actually described what happens. But for a brief moment there, in that pause before you clarified, I pictured him grabbing the rope in both hands and then just like drawing it apart like Laffy Taffy. (laughs) It's just like super, super thin, like almost as if it was like a giant rubber band. And I'm like, oh, no. No, I imagined no, no. him grabbing onto it and, and holding the rope out. But since he's a gnome, he's got tiny arms. And the rope didn't go any further, but his arms just continued to stretch like further and further away from him. <laughs> he's like, stretch me as they come. <laughs> Why are all gnomes eldritch horrors? Your world, your rules. Your Look, world. man, you guys have interacted with one. This is your second gnome ever. No, I just remembered that Gaswin was a gnome. Yeah, that's not my creation. Oh, that's, that's true. Gaswin... Gaswin's not a horrendously racist uh, eldritch horror gnome. Yeah, he's that just we know a of. horribly yeah. murderous dragon priest. Yeah, but there's tons of those in this world. But, but fair. So, can I get you anything else, sirs? Boat. We have rope. We have turnbuckles. How much? How much, sir? I could let this all go for seven pieces of silver. <laughs> done. <laughs> Easily done. A square deal, friend. A square deal. Anything else I can get you? <laughs> if there's something that I can't get you, my name's not Cradithy. I'll tell you what, I'll keep it in mind, and we'll uh, swing back by if we need anything else. Solonar is just like, he's just like holding his temples, and he's like, I know I want things, but I don't know what things I want. I'm just so surprised you had wrestling rope. <laughs> wrestling rope. Good alliteration. It's actually rope for a very different thing. It's just we're using it for wrestling. Is there anything else anybody needs from this place? I think we're good. So, you all load up on your wrestling supplies. And as you step out of Cradithes, you notice that the rain has stopped and the clouds are beginning to part, revealing a beautiful sunny afternoon. And in the town square, a large, untouched patch of dirt. Your video is frozen for me, which is great because it's just you and this really like pensive. <laughs> you're, you're, like, fa- you're basically like, duck lipping. Oh, 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 o